Welcome back, everybody, or welcome if it's your first time listening. This is Prefer Not to Say, James and Greg, back again. Um, this episode's later than usual, just like last week's was late, because I'm awful at things sometimes. Yeah, it's because we're getting old. <laughs> it's because we're... <laughs> uh, speaking of getting old, um, this July, I turned 31, and then a week later, Greg turned the good old three zero. Oh yeah, dirty thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, also, actually, shortly after that, uh, our friend Jeremy turned thirty. Also, shout out to Jeremy. I know you're listening. There's a lot of birthdays in July. Yeah, there's way too many birthdays. Callie's was actually Callie's was the week after yours. Actually, five days after yours. Too many birthdays. What What happened in January or December that made everyone just want to squirt out babies in July? Wait, I no, don't know. I'm two months off. <laughs> I'd rather have a summer birthday, though, than like a winter birthday. Yeah, you can actually like, go out and do stuff. Or the dreaded, like, Christmas is your birthday, so everyone Ugh. just gets you one gift because <laughs> uh, it's the same day. Couldn't imagine. So the significance of uh, being in our 30s now is we were constantly told growing up that by 30, we'd you know, kind of understand what the older generations were talking about as far as just overall life is concerned. And we're here to tell you they're wrong. Yeah. My favorite version of that comment is like, as you get older, you'll turn more uh, conservative. And I'm like, bitch, no, I'm getting radicalized. <laughs> Bro, I'm borderline abolitionist <laughs> in my thirties. Yeah. It's wild. You know, or, or, you know, when, you know, parents always talk about, you know, their children have those rebellious teen years and, you know, they'll grow out of it. And it's like, is it rebellion or are they just not blindly following the framework you set for them? It's like, it's not really rebelling when they actually, you know, realize their own autonomy and are asking questions and, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe thinking, hmm, something's not right with the way things are. You know, I've never, I've never agreed with that whole idea of the, of like people growing up and out of themselves into something else, you know? Cause like, I mean, if you look at it realistically, your, your brain doesn't change all too much. Like who you are as a person just adds a few more layers onto it. And then you're overall the same person. Like a shitty kid is going to turn into a shitty adult, you know? Yeah. Definitely. I just don't like this idea of that there's this random point in your life where you're going to magically turn into a grown-up, and then you're going to be an entirely different person. I think we need to throw that notion away. Well, I think it's also why adults just don't seem to enjoy life later on. Or it's the thing where, you know, when we've decided things are for kids, when they really aren't, it was just kind of set up in a way where it's like you think things are childish after a certain point it's like how older generations you know find it weird that you know everyone loves anime or just watches cartoons in general and it's like Mm -hmm. you know they're for everybody right adults make cartoons and they make them because they love cartoons the only argument like for the whole oh that's for children is like a scale of simplicity you know, if it's if it's so simple that like children are grasping it no problem then uh, yeah it's for children but even if you look at like uh, you'll hit uh, animation from like even shit like SpongeBob. You know, there's there's always some adult humor layered in there somewhere. You know, it's it's meant for like it's meant to be approachable for all audiences across the age barriers. Oh yeah, well, I was actually having this conversation with um, Andreas, uh, my friend and co-host on my show, the K Hut K Cut. Listen to that also after listening to this. Shameless plug. 
And he was talking about because he did a, um, he was doing research for television and he did like top list for like the top, you know, 100 greatest shows of all time. And he watched Avatar The Last Airbender for the first time. And he was just floored at how a kid's show was so densely written with such character development and emotion, like, you know, you know, the emotion of it and the stakes and just, he just couldn't believe that, you know, cause I think he was like in high school at the time. So it's like, he didn't really like, he, he wasn't into that stuff because he you know, was for kids, but you know, he watches it now and it's just like mind blowing. But then I had to think of, you know, the kids show that really doesn't seem like it should have been for kids, but it was uh, Samurai Jack. Yeah. That's borderline art house, like masterpiece right there. Like that was definitely on some other whole next level stuff as far as kid show. And this was just a Cartoon Network show. It wasn't even Adult Swim. It was just on like primetime Cartoon Network. Yeah. You'd watch it in between episodes of Powerpuff Girls. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, OG Cartoon Network had the dopest lineups. Mm -hmm. Yeah. or, Or just like, you know, the people who, you know, fell out of love with comic books or just anything fun. You know, it's like somebody or or just like the fascination everyone has with anime because anime has never really been just for one demographic. So that that thing about people falling out of love with comic books, I don't I've never understood that on like a functional level. People are like, oh, I can't read comic books. Those are for like kids and nerds. And it's like you realize the shows and films you watch are like comic book light. You know, like they're the cleaned up version with none of the violence and the serious issues. <laughs> the books go crazy. Well, I think the thing is, like, the generation, I think, grew out of it. It was the time, I think it was before the 80s. Because when cart, it's when the, when, when comics shifted to be more mature and they just, you know, were kind of like pushed into comic book specific stores. They probably think it's for kids still because you could just grab a comic book at your local, like, grocery store at the counter. Oh, uh, yeah. This isn't fucking Action Comics 10 for 10 cents out of the fucking, you know grocery store down the block right you're not just picking it up and throwing it at your kid and be like look he's lifting a car <laughs> right or or you're buying like you know an, an issue of detective comics before batman really got intense mm-hmm. but yeah it's just this idea and uh oh one thing i've noticed and this is totally shifting gears but people when you talk about people and you can't believe how old they are because they don't look a certain age i'm realizing through the years you completely switched vibes fashion wise when you got a certain age and i don't know why that is what do you mean like think about how the golden girls looked on that tv show uh-huh compared to, and they weren't even that old i think they were only supposed to be in their like 50s uh-huh but you look at people now like i mean obviously like celebrities definitely try to i don't necessarily try to look younger but it's like you know they don't let their age dictate how they look like you see or just the average person the average 40 year old doesn't really look old i think that's based on our like perception of how old people should look or how they should dress oh yeah but it's because they they set a framework like you know like you see somebody it's it's not like you turn 50 and you start wearing grandma dresses no, yeah, and like you know, right. the dudes start wearing like flannel all the time, you know, tucked in. Well, I mean, a lot of the dudes just start wearing flannel all the time, tucked in. <laughs> I don't understand people's obsession with flannel. I I think it looks gross. Oh, it's just it's like the old man. It's just the old man wear, you know. Yeah. But I, I think the biggest thing though is you know the political landscapes of each generation, mm-hmm. and that and that's kind of where the notion of uh, oh you, you'll get it when you turn 30 and I'm just like, no, it still sucks out here. 
for real. But the thing they have to realize is like post Gen X, we don't have skin in the game as far as like politically, financially, just anything. So we don't have a status quo we want to maintain because it's convenient. Because that's what they really mean. It's not, it's like, oh, you'll get it. It's like, no, you get comfortable and you don't want anything to change. You'll get it. Once you get in power, you'll get it because you won't want to cede that power to the people coming after you. <laughs> that's what they really mean. Once you're on top and you're fucking bending the world over, you'll, then you'll understand why we were screwing everyone so hard. Yeah, well, you know, when you look at the stats, like our the millennial generation is the most educated out of all the generations, but we're also the first generation where salaries didn't, exceed our parents it's like oh that's why things are harder we're not getting paid more we also were forced to go to college not sorry forced but you know coerced on a daily basis from the age of six to 18 uh, it's it's almost like they had this idea of forcing injecting all of this value into an entire generation by like teaching them the concepts of like hard work and being educated and then when it comes to them like turning that value into something they're just like nah that value is for us bro we put in the work indoctrinating you also the idea that like young people don't work hard or don't want to work hard and it's like yeah well because there's no reward in it you know i'm tired of hearing old people say it's like oh my generation you know we learned you, you know if you want anything you just got to work hard it's like yeah bro we've been working hard for a while and it's not paying off everywhere i went until i was like 26 because I, I, I bought that line, hook, line, and sinker. Everywhere I went, um, my coworkers, my superiors, everyone was like, damn, dude, you're working hard as hell. As soon as I'm like, really? Maybe pay me more. It's like, well, hold on a minute. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go getting radical ideas now. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, they, they use it, it's like a trick. It's like, oh, work really hard and you'll get all these things and then it doesn't happen. And it's like, well, I mean... Are you really working that hard, though? Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, harder than you ever did. For real. I mean, also, you know, I think it's also we're kind of in this weird imbalance as far as succession goes, because boomers never left. I mean, there, there was an expectation for generations to retire after a certain point. That's not happening anymore. I mean, Gen X is barely getting promotions because boomers are still like, you know, holding the reins at the top. Dude, the the messed up part is that like because people aren't retiring and they're just you know staying in these lofty overpaid positions, you know, decades past their uh, expiry date. It's like the only way that we can we can affect change is waiting for them all to die out. That's the way I see it. The thing is, is like we still gotta wait. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. like even like the youngest boomers are like just approaching sixty. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not the time where people, you know, think about back when you could retire at like 45 to 50. Mm -hmm. It's like that. That's unreal. It doesn't happen anymore. But what happens when all the boomers do retire? Like, I mean, we're already not reproducing at the replacement level, but it's like, are there enough people at the replacement level, period? No, and I hope we don't. I hope, I hope it's a trend that continues for a couple generations. Shrink the global population. So it's like a it's like a, a progressive reset. Like, yeah, oh, you got to scale back. I mean, uh, these these people went and like spread around like fucking locusts eating up the value of the world. And then they're like, "Oh, well there's not enough people to replace." It. Well, good. The planet needs a fucking reset to get away from you. Yeah, and it's always the and it's always the older generation complaining about it. You know, it's like, "Oh, what are we going to do?" You know, or that nobody wants to work anymore. Yeah. You know, 
no, we don't want to work. I, and it's not even just about money. It's like places don't value you anymore. There's no one has benefits, real benefits anymore. Mm-hmm. Pensions don't exist anymore. You know, I, I think my thing is, you know, you, you can't talk about what you did when you were young. If, if you were, if you were buying houses before the FICO credits score was a thing, then kick rocks. I'm not trying to hear it for real. You could walk up and be like, I'd like to buy this house. Okay. <laughs> like that was the whole conversation. You know, working a job, you coughed at the right place at the right time with the executive of the company. He's like, I like your style. Promoted. <laughs> you came to work dressed nicely and you knocked on doors. That's a six-figure salary for you, bud. <laughs> you fucking high school dropout. Like, <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about women and minorities? Hate them? Your executive right material. <laughs> like for real. Nowadays, it's like you've got six master's degrees somehow. Yeah, fucking mailroom for you. <laughs> <laughs> you want how you want you want forty thousand? Nah, best I can do is twenty eight. Honestly, I mean, how many stories do you have of people you know who went out, got degrees, and now they're just working some fucking shit job because they can't get work or they understand the value of the uh, degree that they got, and they're like, I'm not going to accept being underpaid. Or my personal favorite, where you get the good job, but then you find something that's better. <laughs> and by that, I mean, like, you figured out OnlyFans could literally retire you. Yeah, for real. It's just mind-blowing. And it's just a refusal to actually see things. Like, they don't want to accept that things are changing. Mm-hmm. That's the best part. It's because change is terrifying. Change could uh, shake up their uh, power dynamic. Well, that that was uh, something I was, someone was having a discussion about on a podcast where they were talking about how... Uh, you know, people who are against universal health care, it's like they're too scared to try it because of all the propaganda. It's like, well, why don't we try it? Better yet, if you think it's such a problem, this is America. Don't you think we could improve it somehow? Yeah, for real. It's supposed to be the greatest country on earth, right? Right? That's the that's the line you sell everyone. We should be able to take any quote unquote flawed concept and make it perfect. You know, it's like how uh <laughs> I like people who just kinda like stray from the path even though it's like against the very people they're in like the club with. Like Mark Cuban when he did cost plus pharmacy. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Yeah, we just decided to, you know, buy them at we get the meds at cost and then just upcharge fifteen percent. You know, we got like I think they have a fee for like shipping and a fee for like the pharmacy they use. But he's like, yeah, let's cut out the middleman. I'm like, dog, you just totally sideswiped every single person in your class. And as Mark Cuban, no one's gonna touch him. I want someone to do that in the automotive industry. I just want cars to. I want car reduction. That's what I really want. I want to not have to drive anymore. Yeah. That'd be nice. No, we, we no. It's like we said. Uh, that one episode of cars just have one a maker that just makes one model of every type that's necessary, and that's it. Mm. No, no more of this. Oh, I'm buying this car because it's fancy and it can and it looks a particular way. And it can it can go so fucking fast, and it's like, why do you need it to go so fucking fast? Are you about to hop on the highway and go 300 miles an hour? Like, come on now. Right. All right. Well, I think it's time for a break, so we're gonna grab some water and we'll be right back. And we're back. Talk about how getting older doesn't mean you just sort of blindly follow what other old people do. Yeah, I'm getting old and I'm still like, fuck big corpos. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> That's how it be sometimes. 
Yeah, man, I can't wait to be the old guy <laughs> talking or being around like a bunch of uh, young people who are complaining about like the systems in place. I'm like, yeah, stick it to the old people. Fuck them. <laughs> As I'm like 65. It is fascinating, though, because when it's interesting when people tell stories of the point where they made they made their parents actually understand and it's almost like they just completely malfunctioned. Mm-hmm. It's like telling people how you know everybody's parents told them it's like oh well go go to a place and apply instead of doing it online and then you have to physically take them and say hey can I have an application and then they'll say oh we do those online and be like see <laughs> and then they just can't comprehend it <laughs> they walk in and they're like no it's just the store let's go next door <laughs> yeah it's like or or just like a refusal to believe just I I can't remember specific examples at the moment but you know there's just so many moments where you know the, it kind of they have the realization they're like wow i am really out of touch they sip the kool-aid too long yeah well this also doesn't help that like older people tend to brainwash themselves you know they go they go on and tell you know it's like they complain about you know the colleges indoctrinating the youth to be you know liberals and leftists and it's like dog you watch fox news every night well hold on a second Hold on. All the all the uh, all the universities are indoctrinating the kids and making them liberal leftists. That's yeah. what, that's what they're you fucking told them to go to school. Hello. <laughs> See, the problem is they don't realize it's like no, they're not indoctrinating people. They're teaching them to think critically and actually, you know, look beyond surface level things. And they just they just so happen to come out of it and realize that everything that you've been preaching is a fucking lie. Damn, that's crazy get sent somewhere to be uh educated to become more intelligent and then you come out and like the system's flawed it's all broken they're like wait what that's not true you shouldn't have gone to college (laughs) send them to college so they can be intelligent and do better than you and then they come out and they're like you're a terrible person how are you gonna disagree with them you know how are you gonna how are you gonna force an entire generation to to swallow the concept that the only way to a good life is to get an education and they get an education and you're like everything that you learned that would give you a better life no fuck that that's all wrong well there's also an entire generation of parents who never went to college who just assumed their kids lives would be better when they went to college so it's like they also just don't get it you know how how often do you have people say it's like it's so important because they were the first person in their family to go to college it's like yo yeah it, yeah you're the first person to amass so much debt that you can't get out of <laughs> All right, in 20 years, we're resurrecting this exact episode to to be turned 50 and still don't get it. Right? <laughs> oh. Well, hopefully, the change that's necessary will have happened. I mean, then again, by the time we're 50, all those people who said you'll, you'll understand will probably be long gone by now. I hope so. I really don't want to have to be 50 years old and preaching the same fucking message. Right. That'd be really sad. Yeah, and, and the worst part is, like, our generation tries to educate people. It's like, young people, like, especially on TikTok, I have not seen a generation that is so into deconstruction of literally everything. That's what I like about the incredible interconnectedness or interconnectivity of this uh, generation. It's like, yeah, it does open you up to, like, all the horrors of the world, but I feel like that's necessary. But we can open up the dialogue and kind of be like, hey, let's all work together. You know, and it's so funny because 
there are so many people with just like one-liners and gotchas that they think are like you know the the conversation enders like the amount of times i've seen somebody dispute something someone said and then like try to go to the original comment and it was deleted instantly Mm-mm. i actually had that happen to me someone commented on something i said and then i tried to find it and it wasn't even available i didn't even get to read the comment and it was already gone why like are they deleting it or someone else no, it's the person deleting it when they realize they're wrong and don't want to, like, you know, all the, the barrage of everybody clowning him for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like there was a thing a while ago where there was a bunch of people, like, um, talk about the struggles of being a landlord, of, you know, people not paying and all the troubles of that. And so many people were stitching it, like, good, I'm glad. And then everybody was literally deleting those videos because they couldn't handle all the comments and Mm-mm. stitches. It's so hard being a landlord, bro. You don't understand. I'm I'm running out of money. It's like, oh well, there's that risk that you were so uh, proud risks of have consequences. Yep, deal with them. Swallow that shit. Go bankrupt. Now you can be homeless and rent from somebody. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it happens all the time though. Just anything, or someone will try to say something they think is a fact. They're like, okay, show me, give me the source, and then the comment's gone. <laughs> the source is I made it up. <laughs> Or, or they hit you with a do your own research. Like, what? No, like, you claim to have a source. You have this information. Show us. No, but the, they're like, do your own research. And then five minutes later, you have 47 fucking blue links to 80 different uh, studies, all proving them wrong. Like, yeah. I sometimes like arguing with people who are stupid on the internet because they can't get past one talking point, And it's like, dude, just give up. Like, you're wrong. I don't try to argue with people on the internet anymore. I just try to, like, walk them through their own thought until they realize what's wrong. You know, get them to backpedal of their own volition. Which almost never happens. Well, one of two things is going to happen. Either they're going to change their mind and they'll admit it, or they'll be like, well, no, and then they'll just leave. And it's like, okay. (laughs) They get faced with, like, a wall. It's either you change or you regress <laughs> and I'm okay with them doing either. I also think uh one of the big things with turning 30 is we don't realize how long life actually is. Cuz everyone's like life's too short. I'm like, "Nah, bro, once you hit 70 and 80, that's a pretty long life." Yeah. It it only seems short in retrospect, but you know, and it's it's generations that also speed ran life. That's what they're not understanding. Getting married at 19, settling down at 22, and then start popping out kids like crazy. And they're like, well, I'm on the road to retirement. I'm settled in here. I put put down roots. Yeah. And it's like they never do anything else. It's like their entire personality is like the American dream nuclear family concept. That's why they retire and work as a fucking greeter at Walmart. You know? It's like, it'll be interesting once our, our generation hits, you know... <laughs> Senior citizen age. That's going to be a lot of old people at anime conventions. Mm-hmm. A lot of old people wiling out, having fun. Yeah, I, I I, just pray, yo, if I ever hit the point where I'm like old and retired and bored and I'm like, damn, I might as well go get a job. I just hope I have a gun ready. Like, <laughs> I'm not facing that. No way. I'm so bored with my life and I have no hobbies. Better go become a drone for some mega conglomerate. No thanks. Yeah, and their taste in media is always usually terrible too. So it's like it's like you don't have any hobbies, like any good ones. I don't know, man. I get old. Once I'm like to the point where I'm physically incapable of engaging in any of the hobbies that I enjoy, I'm just gonna like read comic books and watch TV shows. But that's like decrepit old age. 
and that's if and that's and that's a big if you know i mean they might be able to plug you in a computer oh man then i can live the comics oh yes sir let's go yeah <laughs> <laughs> live them comic books plug me in give me like 40 years worth in three seconds and then turn me off <laughs> turn you off yeah you know like if they were able to like jack you into something like that if it could destroy your perception of time so like over the course of like five seconds you basically get to experience like 40 years of you know nirvana you know after that i'd be like oh, i don't need to live anymore you can just turn me off <laughs> oh i saw this one thing where it was like is this funny meme we're talking about uh it was like an old person and grandkids were like oh hey grandpa check out this funny meme and they like zap your brain and then it's just you experiencing falling for ten thousand years <laughs> 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 and then when you finally come out of it it's only been like 10 seconds and your grandkids are laughing oh my god dude <laughs> instead of getting fucking rick rolled you're like rick rolled for eternity and then you step out of it and you're like oh my god <laughs> you have this profound realization just like nothing in life matters because everyone's gonna give everyone up <laughs> <laughs> oh man the future's in the future it'll be like that too like it's gonna be weird like oh man just alternate reality experiences oh man if i ever got got like that i think i wouldn't even be mad the first time i'd just be amazed but like man's really just sent me to meme hell for <laughs> for centuries i'm always i'm always interested like when when things like that like i'm always like is that a possibility Will that happen? I hope so. That would make life more interesting. Or just me- memes that just teleport you to just alternate realities. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love it. Here's a meme where you see six different variations of your fate. <laughs> and Dat Boy is in every single one of them. Of course he is. He will persist Make the forever. major comeback. <laughs> Dat Boy is single-handedly the greatest meme that ever happened on the internet. I want someone to turn the Dat Boy meme into, like... A short story, like like a creepy pasta. You know, you have this big, long horror story going on, and at the end, it's revealed it was Dat Boy all along. Like, so, like, there's a knock at the door. Who's that? It's Dat Boy. <laughs> 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 Dat Boy is the new Slender Man. Yeah, I don't know. Turning in my 30s now, I'm just like, I don't feel that much different than in my 20s. Like the weird paradigm shift where it's like you just sort of snap into a new life just didn't happen for me. I literally don't feel anything different than when I felt when I was like 22. Like I'm the exact same human being, you know? You know, and I've always wondered because I think the thing with getting other people to realize is did our generation break free from the idea that, you know, there are certain things that happen at certain age brackets? Because I realize. It seems like throughout history, it seems like when you're a kid, it seems like you're limited intentionally by older people. It's like, you know, people talk about it's like, oh, kids are, kids don't want to be kids anymore. And I'm just thinking like, if kids have the aptitude to be more than their age, why don't we kind of foster that into something good? Yeah, because that would be beneficial, man. Right. You know, we can't have that. We can't do things that are beneficial. Definitely not, because who who would be the indentured servants in the future if they realize their potential? Got to keep the mud people down. That's all I'm saying. It's like the idea that, you know, you know, fast food jobs are for teens who want gas money and spending money. It's like, why don't we pay them a thriving wage? That way they can save 
for their future mm, shit. and take the burden off the parents of taking care of everything. Yeah. So they can get this education that they've been uh, told so much about or so they can buy their first home, you know, can't be too successful, too young. That throws out, it causes an imbalance. Mm-hmm. You'll become independent and then they won't be able to profit off you anymore. Can't have that happening. Because we created a hierarchy in capitalism that is based on somebody at the bottom at all times. I don't know. I'm just, we're still getting the, you know, millennials are the problem articles. I'm just like, why? I think someone even said there's an article that say millennials aren't eating enough avocados these days. Dude, I don't understand this. Like, I'm 30. <laughs> How am I still destroying the global economy? <laughs> yeah, it was on a TikTok. Someone said a comment like, yeah, where they say we're not eating enough avocados. It's like, what is it? Is it the we're eating too much avocado toast and can't afford homes or we're not eating enough avocado for like, you know, the food industry? I think that's what the the real issue is with them being like, oh man, well we're not hitting replacement quotas. It's because we're not going to have enough worker consumers to keep funneling infinite money to them. But they're not paying us enough to be consumers. Yeah. Ah, the elite class is almost like going to be like devouring itself soon. I can't wait. It's like they just don't realize. Like, and I think the problem is like they realize starving us out isn't working. So it's like, oh no, what do we do? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they start passing laws where it's like you legally have to have jobs. Well, I mean, even if they did that, you know, unless they passed another law that was like you legally have to buy this useless shit, then I don't really see an issue. You legally have to have jobs. You have to take some money from us. Like, oh, okay. Well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, because it becomes the infinite loop of. You don't have a job, you go to prison where they force you to have a job. <laughs> Real dystopia right there. Uh, it's illegal for you to not have a job, so then when you're in prison, we force you to work and pay you nothing. Hmm. Sounds an awful lot like something we got rid of a while back. I don't know. Uh, just more and more, life is just a movie written by M. Night Shyamalan and directed by Quentin Tarantino. Where's the twist? The twist. Oh, I'm just talking about all the twists that happen. Oh, okay. Like it's not. It's not an absolute twist. It's a bunch of micro twists. Okay. Also, like I like. I like the. Um, I like the filler arcs that we uh, never come to fruition. Like, well, remember the killer bees or whatever. Yeah. That the, never the really wasps. happened. Yeah. Uh, I think there was a couple other ones that just seemed to like go nowhere, and I'm just like, man, dude, life is like the ultimate anime. I mean, World War Three was propped up, and that never happened. I was kind of a letdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Olympics happened. We even got a tournament arc. Hey, there it is. I think what happened is uh, they had all these ideas because the uh, the show outpaced the manga. <laughs> so they had to create random <laughs> shit out of nowhere. <clears throat> What's the manga for real life? I don't know. Someone make that. Someone make the manga for real the life. The manga for life? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Then we're going to get the debate of like which is better, and then there's going to be like subs or dubs. <laughs> That's the joke. You can't exist without without the subs unless you're like omnilingual. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, man. I guess I guess the point of this episode is um, no matter how old you get, you don't have to tolerate the nonsense, and you'll always be blamed for everything. Yes, yes. Young people will always be because it happens generationally. Like every generation blames the other one that's next up, but then you have this kind of divide where there's people who kind of lean either side. So, to wrap up, you know where to find us if you're a, you know, common listener. But if you are new, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or PNTS Pod. Um, if you want to follow what I do on my own, I produce and release music under the alias Boutique Paul. And you can find all my socials at BTQ Paul. 
Uh, if you want to listen to another show that I'm on, I am part of a film podcast called The K-Cut, which is a really fun one, and you can follow all socials at The K-Cut. Uh, you can find Greg on OnlyFans. Hey, let's go. <laughs> Finally, I can make under, some money. <laughs> under under the alias Milk Chocolate Triple X. <laughs> God damn. That is a wholly owned that is a wholly owned trademark. Do not steal it. <laughs> Milk Chocolate Triple X. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh. <laughs> After this, Greg's gonna start looking up how to, you know, trademark things. <laughs> Well, all right, everybody. That's the show for today. And as I always like to say, collaboration breeds community. Stay hustling. Stay hydrated. And this millennial's off to kill the porn industry. <laughs> <laughs>